summary of the Sikha. We know what the Shalosh says that when you when there is a uh, when you read a certain parsha in a certain period, the parsha also expresses the meaning of that yomtiv or period that in which it is read. And so we read parsha matas masi is always read during the three week period. So there must be a connection. We could see a number of connections in parsha, uh, to the three weeks. First of all, in parsha matas, Moshe speaks to the bnei God and he remind and Ruvain and he reminds them of the sin of the Meraglim and therefore tells them that um, which caused the Yidin to be in the Midbar for 40 days right there is Golos which is similar to the Golos today in the beginning of Masay Hashem says to Moshe remind them of all the times that they got me angry which is the, the, reas- the reason for Golos then it talks about Arimiklot, which means that a person killed another person, which is, again, all these things are reasons for, for the three weeks. But one could say that the connection between the three weeks and Matas Masa is not only in the negative, but also in that Matas Masa gives us the message of how to get out of the Golas. How do we defeat the Golas? We know that there is Shabbosim in the three-week period, which the Tzemach Tzedek says that this is the antidote to the three weeks. This is what Hashem gives us in order to preempt the difficult time of the Golos. He gives us Shabbosim also. Shabbos is a time which overrides the, the three weeks because we don't do any of the morning things that we do during the three weeks. Shabbos is a day when we have to delight and the, it, we have to bring delight to Shabbos by eating well and so on. And how much more so the Torah that is learned during the three weeks, if Shabbos brings the antidote to the three weeks, so the Torah, which Torah also is even more so of an antidote to the darkness of Golos. Because it says, that Siyam will be redeemed through Mishpat, and Mishpat here refers to Torah. So Torah is the very thing which will override the Golos. So the Torah that we learn during the three weeks is of course the antidote to that uh, Golos. So what do we see? When Matas and Masay are separate, read on separate Shabbosim, so then there are three, three uh, parishes that are learned during, read and learned during the three weeks, which is Matas, Masay, and Dvarim. When Matas and Masay come together, so you have a fourth parsha which is learned, because Pinchas is then the first parsha, Matas, Masay, the second Shabbos, and uh, Dvarim, the third Shabbos. And in some cases... It even comes out that you read Bolok also. That is, if Shivasa Thomas happens to be on Shabbos, so that you read Bolok on that Shabbos, and then the next Shabbos, a week later, the first after the first week is Matas Masa, uh, Pinchas, and then the next week, which is two weeks into the three weeks, is Matas Masa, and then the last Shabbos, which is Tishuvah, actual Tishuvah, you read Devarim. So you read five parishes even. So we have even more Torah to be able to counter the effects of the three weeks. Five parshas, or at least four parshas. But it's not only about the uh, quantity of Torah that's being studied, it's also what the quality, what is it, what are the messages of these parshas which also give us the strength to be able to counter the three-week goal, which represents Golos. In what way? 
So the Rebbe makes a point that when uh, when two parshas are read in one Shabbos, it's not that the we don't separate them into two parshas and this, and we see them as distinct parshas. For instance, then you would have maybe we could read one parsha in the morning and one parsha by mincha. No, maybe we could read separate the two parshas into the aliyas. The first three should be read by one uh, by the first three aliyas, and then the next three four aliyas should be read from the second parsha or the opposite, four and three. We, what we do is we merge the two. In the Ravi, we read both from the first parsha and from the second parsha, and we make the brachas on, those, on that. In other words, we f- officially merge them into one parsha. In other words, that we see it as one parsha being read. We merge two parshas into one. So we have to understand about this, because it would seem that parsha matis and parsha masi are very, two very different types of parshas. In fact, their names express very different things, and that's because the, the name of the parsha expresses what the parsha is about, and they're two different parshas. So what do you mean they merge them into one? They're different in the fact that Matis expresses, it, it tells us what happened the, during the 40th year of the Yidden being in the Midbar, the things that happened then, and the, the mitzvahs that were given then, and so on. Mase is a summary of half of Parshish Mois, the whole Chumash Vayikra and the whole Chumash Vamidbar. So it's it's a very different type of discussion that's going on in Matas and Masi. How is it merged into one? So we know that Baal Shem Tov says that the name of everything conveys its chayas, what it what ma- what animates it, what uh, drives it, what it's about. And the same is true also for the name of a parsha. What so? What is the? Uh, what do we see from the word matis and masay? First, matis. There, there are two ways in which the shvatim, which means the yidden, as they are divided into twelve separate groups, there's twelve tribes. So there, one they can be called matis and they be, can be called shvatim. There are two words which signify that division. What is the difference between the two? Shvatim means a switch, which means a soft, supple branch of a tree, which is still soft and pliable and so on. Matis means a stick, a hardened stick. How does, a, how does something remain supple and soft? And, that, or, and how does something become hard? It ex- expresses whether it's still connected to its source. If a, a branch is still connected to its source, it'll be soft there's still sap from the tree or even if you cut it off it still has sap left over so it's still soft matis means when it's dis- disconnected from its source for a long time already and therefore it, it doesn't express any connection to its source so also there are two ways in which Yidin function in the world there was a time when the Yidin were close to, the, to their source to Hashem when we, or especially when the neshama is lamaylo, when it's up in the heavens above, when its connection to Hashem, its dveikas to Hashem, is very real and very manifest, and you can see it, and therefore that's expressed as a shevet. You see the connection to Hashem. Then there is matis, which is when the neshama comes down here, especially in a time of golos, time when when we feel disconnected from Hashem, so we lose our chayas and we lose our dveikas, and it seems as if the neshama is disconnected and it becomes hardened and foreign to matters of spirituality. We become lost. We don't see our connection to our source. 
So then Parsha Matis expresses a place where Yidin f- don't feel connected to Hashem. On the other hand, Masay. Masay means something which traveling means you leave your previous place and you go to a completely new place. That expresses a, a movement forward when a person moves, which is Anushama is a Mahalach. Anush- what can be called something that moves forward that is not stationary only when you move forward in, by leaps and bounds completely disconnecting from your previous level to go to a new level as long as you're still just growing gradually and it's all based on what you were before you didn't really move away from where you were before you're still connected to that Masse means a forward motion a forward movement which is beyond what you were before that can only happen when the neshama is down here. When the neshama is in the heavens above, it's similar to a malacham in a certain sense. It can only grow gradually based on what it was before. If you want transformative move, moving forward, that can only happen when the neshama comes down into this world, into the place of matis, into the dark world. That's when you can grow by leaps and bounds. So in other words, the Pasha Mates talks about the Neshama coming down and being in a place of darkness. Masse expresses what's the result of that, what's the reward for that. The reward is that you can move forward by leaps and bounds. On the other hand, Matis also brings out not only the fact that the Neshama came down to a lowly place, but it also expresses that Neshama, neshama needs resolve, firmness, in order to be able to meet the challenges of this dark world that we live in. And not only that, it also brings out that the, the truly depth of the neshama can only be uh, gotten to, can only be reached when a person is faced with challenges and therefore needs to de- dig deep into the neshama to bring out even greater, ultimately de- deeper and, and greater powers from the neshama. So it reaches these two things that it has resolved and not only that, but it brings out new um, and stronger and more powerful um, energy from the neshama. So it's only in this world that it can reach these deep uh, levels higher even than when the neshama was still connected to Hashem, when it was still a shevet, when it was had, knew its connection to Hashem, but we can reach deep, higher than that by being in this world. So Matas brings out that reward as well. And Masay also brings out that the way that the neshama can go from level to level is only by coming down into this world and having to go through those travels that a neshama has to go through in this world. It's only that and through that that it's able to reach to its reward. So Masay also brings out the coming down of the neshama as expressed by the Masay, the travels that the neshama has to go through. Which explains the connection between Matas and Masay and the three-week period. When can all of this truly be reached is not just because the neshama comes down into this world. When the neshama came down during the Zman Abayis, when there was manifest revelations of Hashem, you could go to the Beis Hamidosh and see, be face to face with Hashem, miracles, constant miracles. So then the neshama didn't really feel like it was living in a golos, in a, in a darkness. It had connection to Elikos. It's only when the neshama is in golos that you can truly say that it feels disconnected from its source and therefore it's a mata. And therefore it's only during this time that we can truly rise to the levels of, as we said before, 
the neshama having to have resolve and therefore that positive aspect of mata and also reaching in and finding the deepest levels, the most powerful places in neshama, Asan Shev and neshama can only happen during the three weeks, during what is represented by the three weeks, the time of Golas. And so the corresponding reward for this, which is realized through Masay, also can only happen really during the time of Golas. But this is all true, even if Matis and Masi were two separate parishes. What is accomplished? What is, happens when they come together? What is accomplished is that the two influence each other. Matis influences Masi and Masi influences Matis. How? When, when Matis and Masi come together, we begin to realize that why are we in the situation of Mates? Because Masay, Hashem led us in that way. As the, the Pasuk says about the uh, travels that the Yidin did through the Midbar, that it was all according to the instructions of Hashem. They moved only when Hashem said. So when the Neshama realizes, when a person realizes that his Neshama is in Golos, because that's how Hashem designed it to be, then it encourages us that we can live through and deal with the Golos much better. It also teaches that when we do our Aveda in the situation of Matos, it we have the ability to move forward and to spring forward and go from level to level in, a, um, in our firmness and in our resolve that it just doesn't remain with the same level of resolve but it goes, it's connected to Masay, it can move forward constantly also teaching that in, to reach down into the deepest levels of the Nishama, we can go even further than the Nishama, than the source of the Nishama itself. We can move forward away into a place where the Nishama, which is distinct from Atmos, but we can bring ourselves to a level where the Nishama becomes one with Atmos. It reaches beyond its shaders, beyond its source, because Mase means going away from who you really are into a higher level. So therefore we can reach the Asa and the Neshama can go even into a higher level of being connected to Atmos. And on the other hand, all of these things that we can accomplish through Masay in the situation of Matas, the, the reward, the Masay is also when we are in a situation of Matas. It's not that when Mashiach comes we will realize this will happen. This can happen right now as we are in Parsha Matas all these masses can also occur that we reach these absolutely phenomenal heights. It can happen even in matis. And that explains that when, why when Pasha matis and Masse are together, Pinchas is read also during that three-week period. What's the reason? Because one could ask the question, how could we really expect that a Yij, which is in a situation of Matish, should be able to reach, reach these absolutely phenomenal levels and that it should be a constant thing. A person knows we have ups and downs, we're not traveling the same path all the time, we have levels that are times that are good and times when we're in a, in a slump. So how could we expect, be expected to have this kind of resolve all the time? And the answer to that is Pinchas, Parsha Pinchas. Pinchas was a per When can you say that there is a, would be a difference how you can react to a situation based on your own level? That's only if you're serving Hashem based on who you are. But Pinchas shows us that one serves Hashem not Adam Mesir Nefesh, which means we go beyond who we are. 
we leave ourselves aside. We don't, it doesn't matter who we are. We can be in a slump, but Hashem needs to be served and something has to get done, something has to be accomplished the way uh, Pinchas did it. So then it doesn't matter where I am. That's why we can always accomplish this. And the same is also what Masse expresses. Masse means that we have reached such beyond levels that we are able to connect to a place which even the Neshama in its original source cannot connect to. How is that possible, especially when we're still in the place of Matas, when we're still in Golas? And the answer is, when can this be a question? Only if you function in your own parameters, in your own limitations. But if a person serves Hashem B'Mesiris Nefesh, then all of that is not a question because you, you're going beyond who you really are. So therefore everything is possible. It was mentioned before that there, in the situation where Matas and Masia are together, it sometimes comes out also that you read Bolak if Shivasa uh, Batamas uh, is on the first day of the three weeks and Tishabav on Shabbos and uh, Tishabav is on the last day on Shabbos as well. Then you read Bolak. So what's the point there? The, the Alter Rebbe says that the main point of the Neshama coming down into this world, into the situation of Matais, into the Golos, is not in order to transform the Neshama to, to allow the Neshama to rise, but it's about trans because the Neshama doesn't need to be elevated. It is already on a very high level. It's about the Guf and the Nevesh of Ahamis and the world, to transform the world. That's what the whole point of the creation is and the Neshama coming down. So in other words, that the whole point of Matas Masi is not so much about the Neshama, it's more about how the Neshama affects the, the Guf and the Nevesh Bahamas in the world. And why is that? Because the Neshama, it cannot reach beyond itself because ultimately it is about its ultimate desire. What defines the Neshama? Its desire to be one with Hashem. So it can never get beyond that because wherever it's going, that's what the Neshama is about. How do you get beyond that? The Neshama doesn't have that ability. The only way that it can go beyond is by transforming the Nevesha Bahamis. The Nevesha Bahamis, or the Guf, the Guf doesn't want to be transformed. It needs to get the, the Guf and the Nevesha Bahamis, and certainly the world around it, the darkness of the world, to be, to go to a place beyond itself in order to become refined and elevated to become closer to Elokus. And it's through that transformation that the Neshama also gets to, do, to accomplish what we said before that it can go beyond itself to become one with Atmos, because the only way to get there is to go beyond and it's only by bringing the, the, the Guf and the Nevesha Bahamas and the darkness of the world to a place beyond that the Neshama could have hope to go beyond itself, its own shayrish, to become one with Hashem. Since the whole point of the uh, of the the three week period for to what to us is that Hashem should transform it from the, uh, a time of mourning to a time of rejoicing, as is well known. Which also explains what uh, that Yirmiya was shown in his prophecy a stick uh, a, a piece of wood of almond tree, of an almond tree, and the explanation is because Hashem said that I, the punishments that I'm showing you here, I'm going to do it quickly shockade, I mean I'm, I'm diligent about it, I'm not going to be sitting back and waiting, it's going to happen soon and it has a connection to the three weeks because it takes 21 days, which is the amount of days in the three weeks, from a, for a, an almond to be 
uh, from when it uh, blooms until it becomes a finished, uh, mature, ripe almond. But it's not only about Hashem dilig- being diligent about the punishments that He wants to bring. The, point, the real point is He should be diligent about quickly bringing the Golula, quickly transforming it into a, a time of re- rejoicing. And that's what happens when Shabbos is the first day of the three weeks. Shabbos is a time when there, the, which doesn't, is not affected by the three weeks. We rejoice on Shabbos. We don't do any of the, the, the minhagim and the halachas of the three weeks during Shabbos. In other words, that it's transformed on the very first day that it occurs. The first day of the three weeks is already Shabbos. It's already transformed, expressing the idea that Hashem should transform it immediately into a time of rejo- rejoicing the whole three weeks. And when that happens, it makes it easier for us to be able to deal with the three-week period as well in, you know, having the resolve, and matis, and masi, as we said before, what is expected. And the same is seen also with uh, Pasha Bullock, because in Bullock, what, what is the theme of Bullock? It's the brachas that, that Hashem forced Bilam to give, and it's not just that Hashem transformed his curses into blessings. It's that he made Bilam transform them. He, it was dafke through Bilam, not that Hashem transformed them. He didn't. He did it through Bilam. In other words, transforming the negative itself into uh, a blessing, and not just any blessing. But it talks about uh, it talks about Mashiach, and that's the source. One of the big sources of Mashiach and the Torah is what Bilam said, and that would be the the ultimate end to the total end to the darkness of Golos and may this happen quickly as we know from the Shake that Hashem desires to do it quickly and that He should transform the Golos into Geula immediately, speedily in our days.